Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to our Uncharted discussion episode of Empower to Grow. This is your host, Hanan Basha. I still have the lovely Christine Ochner with me today. Hi, Christine. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so we were talking in our previous episode about your story and um, more or less your belief system. And something that came up that really resonates with what I talk about a lot was about going against societal norms and societal expectations. And I've shared this story possibly a few times by now, but um, I completed my doctorate degree just before turning 40. And thus went like through this, I would say life altering moment of, um, what did I just do? Um, Now what, you know? Um, Because, okay, you know, everything on the list was check, check, check. You know, I finished university. I did my MBA. I was working for, I don't know, 20 years or something. Um, completed the doctorate degree, got married, had the son, those kind of things. And then it was like, uh, what do I want? And how do I measure my success? And what are my, I call them subjective success parameters. And it was nothing that had anything to do with what society has told me. You know, it wasn't about the marriage. It wasn't, I mean, I'm blessed and I'm grateful for everything I'd accomplished to date, but that was not what they, there's this expression tickled my heart, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it wasn't that thing that gave me the spark, um, especially when it came to my career. I was at this point where, okay, I'm not going back to corporate. I know that um, I was already in private business. I um, had been, but I didn't know what to do with it. Now, I had been studying for this degree for approximately six years of my life with a lot of money invested, a lot of time invested, a lot of energy, my health included, and um, I didn't know what to do with it. And thus, that's where I started saying, okay, now I start on um, a self-discovery journey. And that is more focused on fulfillment and gratification and doing, finding the, the passion within me, tapping into my core competences. For some people, these are just two big questions. You know, they're, they're just too big and they're, they're too um, unknown that I don't, wanna, I don't wanna go down there. You know, I'm happy where I am. I've got this route, I've got this. For you, you discovered that or you started asking yourself these questions much earlier, which is amazing. So what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so um, first of all, I'm so happy that you realized this. Yeah. <laughs> because sure. as you say, sure. some people yeah. don't relate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like some people don't even ask themselves those questions because they're so, so scary. And because it's not, you know, we're not socially conditioned to actually ask ourselves what we want. We yes. just take, you know, this social rule of what we need to do for granted. And this is the only way of living, basically. So some people don't even ask themselves those questions because they just don't dare or they think they're not worth it or they're just too scared because, as you say, it's super unknown, you know. Yes. Um, so my, my take on this is also 
Um, I kind of realized this when I moved abroad uh, to the US because I saw a totally different way of living. You know, I, I, as I said in the other episode, I grew up in a small village. So there was only this one way of living. People would only, you know, go after this social timeline of um, high school and then uni, and then you find um, your, your boyfriend. So house, spouse, kids, basically, and everything before 30, because if it's after 30, you're doomed or, you know, something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I always questioned that a bit because I was like, okay, so if you have everything, apparently, before you're 30, then what? Like, so what are you doing in life then after, after you turn 30? Um, and, and I always questioned that a bit, but I didn't really take it too seriously because, you know, I was way too young to, to do that anyway. <laughs> so I moved to the US and I saw a totally different way of living. And, and for me, it was just like light bulb, like, oh my God, there's many more ways to live life not only the thing that I know, and that is also how I got the travel bug, uh, travel bug because I was so interested in seeing different cultures and how people live their life, just as an inspiration for me. Um, that is also why I moved abroad a second time and a third time, um, and then also to study abroad, just because I was so inspired by all the different people and all the different belief systems and values in that country. And um, just how they live their daily life. And I started picking, you know, things that I liked for myself and leaving the things that I didn't like. And then yeah. that way, kind of designing my own life. It was super hard for me because every time I came back, I was confronted with this whole lifestyle of only doing this one thing, mm -hmm. going for the relationship, for the degree, for, um, you know, the house, the marriage, especially now. I'm only 23, but uh, most of my friends are a bit older. So they're all, you know, starting to getting engaged and doing all of the things. And I'm over here being like, I want to go to Bali. <laughs> and, I wanna, <laughs> and I actually don't want to settle down anywhere. And I want to stay single because I want to do my own thing. And everyone over here is like, so, you know, when are you going to get married? <laughs> when do you want to have kids and all of that? But, but um, that's the thing is that you're in this phase of, of you got the self-exploration phase a bit earlier. Mm -hmm. So you're in the phase of understanding who you are, what your aspirations are, yeah. um, what you like and dislike in life. So technically, if you when when the time comes or if the time comes that you meet someone who could be potentially your life partner, you figured yourself out and you or mostly, I mean, you're always going to be finding out new things about yourself for however long we live, we're always discovering something new, but it does help the foundation of that relationship because then you are looking at, um, you know, how we can partner together for life rather than what are you depending on them for, or they're depending on you for and filling in the gaps for each other. Um, yeah. And I think that is a, a, a much stronger foundation for both of you for the relationship to be sustainable. Yeah. So you're not going in and out and, and it's not, um, it's not challenging to stick yeah. around. Yeah, exactly. And I think in my opinion, um, and this is truly just my opinion, so <laughs> please don't take any offense or so um, for anyone out there. Um, I think um, because of the social conditioning and because of the social timeline, people just don't dare to take the time to really explore their own you know, vision, direction, what they truly want. They don't try to experiment because they have this pressure of meeting someone, um, finding a good job, doing, um, having their degree, and then 
building the house and you know everything before 30 so they're so stressed just because of all of that and they don't even question it like they don't even ask themselves is this what I want or is it something different um, and then <laughs> this is why I think we have so many divorces and so many people after 30 or 40 being in a midlife crisis because then at that point once they have quote unquote everything then they start asking themselves okay what's it even the right thing is that even what I want like similar to what happened to you um, and I think it would be much more beneficial if everyone would just take a few years for themselves after they're done with their degree or high school just to figure themselves out or just to figure out what they truly want and then based on that figure out how they want to live their life and it That's does right. not need to mean that you have to have a degree or that you have to have kids before you turn 30 or that you have to marry someone um and it's fine if you're 50 and you adopt kids and it's fine if you're 40 and going back to study and it's fine if you're 35 and still single and still happy traveling that's yeah. fine and I would love to normalize all of that and I would yeah. love to remove the pressure for everyone to fulfill this societal rule basically of living life like that I love so, that I don't know what, what your take on this is but <laughs> No, I love that you're saying that. And I love that you have this kind of awareness because now in retrospect, by the way, I got married at 24 and now oh, I know wow. that was too young. <laughs> and my husband, same thing. He was 28 and we, we both know that that was too young for us to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is like even our son, he's turning 11. And when these things and, you know, this generation, we can talk about anything and everything apparently. But uh, when this comes up, like the the concept or the the topic of marriage, I say, you shouldn't start thinking about it before you're 35. Oh, I love that. For him, <laughs> as, as, a, as a guy, as a, as a girl, I would say, start thinking about the concept at 30. You know, that's- a lot of other people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right about the age. Because, you know, research is now showing us that actually your brain matures around the age of 35, like completes Ooh. its maturity. So, okay. which justifies a lot why- at around 35, you start having, because I know I've worked with a lot of women within this age group and, and men as well, that um, had conversations with men that around that age, you start, you have to do that stop of who am I? What do I want? Where do I want to go from here and stuff? So it is justifiable that by that time, you are grounded in yourself. You're grounded in understanding who you are. What do you want? What do you like? Where, where do you want to go? And, and provided that you could still make a few detours along the way, but at least you have a foundation upon which you can build other things and, and other fundamentals as well, such as marriage or you know long-term relationships or children or whatever it is. So um, as you said, it's a, it's a conversation we need to have more. It's a conversation we need to normalize. And um, it is one where we need to stop and, um, and really assess what are societal expectations dictating to us versus what do I, what's, what's stemming, what's my intuition, what's my gut telling me I should be doing at this point in time. Yes, to all of that. And I also think this is super related to fear of judgment. Like because there's the social expectations, people are so afraid that they're doing something different, um, that people will judge them just because of that. Um, It's just how we work as humans, how our brain works. 
which is so stupid because if you think <laughs> about it, how much time do other people actually have in their day to think about you? Not that much. <laughs> and then but, second but, of and all, even if they do, I mean, that's that's their judgment. But yeah. by the way, you're going to get judged in spite of and despite of whatever you decide to do in your life. Yeah, I um, we had our son when I was 32. We were trying for so long. And I was judged before that was like, you know, why aren't you trying harder? I'm like, how can you try harder for a child? <laughs> Either it happens or it doesn't, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. It's like we weren't stopping it. And even if we had been planning it, that's still our call versus yeah. that. Now that we had a son, we were judged of why don't you have more? Or, you know, why is your hair curly? Why didn't, weren't you straightening it anymore? Or why did you decide to put your doctorate into use in something else rather than go find a job at university or in corporate or whatever it is? So whatever you do, why are you so positive? By the way, I get judged for being positive. So yeah, oh, people yeah that, too. To judge. that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th there will always be judgment. Yeah. And there will always be also the fear of failure. And that is also justifiable. But again, it is about, I won't know until I try. Exactly. And this is something that I've been learning to embrace over the past few years. I, I was the, I can plan amazing things for you. And yet mm -hmm. I don't implement them or I don't execute on them. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, that one failed. Why, why should this one work? It's like, how will I know? So like for me, I'm, I'm, I have an event actually next week that is mm -hmm. um, two years in the planning until one day I decided, I was like, okay, I ran out of excuses of why I shouldn't be doing it. Now I'm doing it. So let's go, you know? Oh, and, <laughs> so it, it's, it's those kind of things that you will always be faced with them. But again, yeah. the more awareness you have, the more understanding you have of your own um, insecurities, your own limiting beliefs, your own um, um, blocks and mindset, especially, of course, yeah. the more you will actually kind of harbor this self-awareness and grow it and nurture it more so you can keep taking steps. And they don't have to be humongous steps. It is small steps. Yeah. One small step at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Try it out. See if you like it. See if you don't. See if it works. See if it doesn't. Amend, adapt, and then try again. And that's okay as well. Yeah. And also, like, you can have the best strategy for your life and business, but if your mindset is not supporting, if you don't work on this mindset, you won't ever succeed, like, no matter what you do. And it's never anything external that is holding you back. Like, very little situation where it's truly something external that is holding you back from doing what you want to do is always you. It's always your mindset. Sure. So this is something that's, we truly need to work on. And that's one of the things that um, I, I spent the summer um, in a lot of contemplation about where I am and, you know, what's happening with my business, especially, and uh, where I want to go. And I started coming up with a lot more um, the idea of accountability. Mm -hmm. Above all, I needed to hold myself accountable. Did I put in everything, really? Did I put in my maximum effort? to get the output that I was aspiring for? And the answer was no. So I was like, okay, do something about it. You know, um, get, to, get to working on this yeah. because if I can't hold myself accountable, I mean, we talk about accountability buddies and I'm, I'm blessed that, you know, I've built a tribe of, of friends and, and uh, people close to my heart that could hold me accountable to these things. We share our ideas, you know, we, we brainstorm together, strategize together and hold each other accountable. But if I can't hold myself accountable, no one can push this 
inside of me from outside has to come from within yeah that's so so true a hundred percent yeah well i know that we can keep going on for a few hours but (laughs) (laughs) time for now and hopefully uh we'll we'll get to um to address this a bit more in the future but christine i i want to commend you i want to commend you for your self-awareness for uh, for realizing that um i want to go for more i'm destined for more and uh, going out and creating the shift in your life that you wanted. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> and Keep thanks so much for having me here and having this amazing discussion. I just love to talk about that because as I said, we need to normalize this kind of mindset and that you That's can true. truly do whatever you want to do. That's true. That's true. And um, yeah. Keep having the conversations. Keep taking the actions <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, keep the faith that uh, you're you have to understand that even if you impact one person's life, that is a whole person and the ripple effect of everyone around that person that would change forever. So uh, always believe in the impact that you're creating just by voicing what you believe in. Oh, that's so true. Thank you. <laughs> so empowering. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone. Um, as always, yes, we do have the norms. Yes, we do have the, the framework before we were even born, the framework is there and what's expected of us is set. And yet we can always break it. We can always go after uh, what our heart tells us, what our mind tells us. Um, There will be setbacks. That's a given. There will be times of frustration. There will be times of disappointment. And there will be times of exhilarating happiness, just knowing that uh, you're doing something that fulfills your passion that fulfills your purpose. So keep going one step at a time, one trial at a time. And um, I wish you as always love, abundance and prosperity. I'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.